Hey guys, can you hear me? So, you've probably heard, I'm Jackson, I'm in eighth grade, um, and I'm just so honored to be here, and I am so thankful that Sawyer gave me this opportunity to give you this message tonight. Um, and so, over the past few weeks, we've been in this series asking for a friend, and we've been discussing um, more difficult topics uh, that you don't usually hear about. Um, and over the next few weeks until the end of the semester, we're going to be discussing topics like um, anxiety and depression, hell, um, dating and relationships, stuff like that. Um, and tonight, we have a new question. Uh, why does God feel so distant? Um, so I'm going to start with a story. Um, so when I was in second grade, I had this best friend. Um, and I mean, we got along perfectly. And then um, that year, she left the school. And I was in second grade, so I had no way to contact her. Um, and I was a little bit sad because, I mean, she was one of my best friends. But then I heard that she was coming back in seventh grade, so last year. Um, I was a little nervous because I thought that she wouldn't be the same person that she was. But when we met again, uh, I realized that, I mean, she was just as friendly um, and basically the same person that I had known when I was in second grade. Um, and then that same year, she moved to Florida. Um, and so now, now that I have a phone, we can communicate and we can send emails and texts. And now it still kind of feels like she's distant, though. Um, and sometimes it feels like God is that way. Um, so, like, sometimes we ask ourselves, where is God in our lives? Um, and sometimes it's because you fell away from how close you were with Him. But other times, it's just because you've never had a relationship with Him in the, in the first place. Um, either way, we've all felt distant from Him at one point or another. Um, so, when you ask yourself why God feels distant, um, I mean, there are many reasons, but one of them is sin. Um, a pastor named Mark Batterson, uh, he once said that sin overpromises and underdelivers. Um, it creates a wall between us that can just sometimes seem like insurmountable, like we can't get over it. Um, and when we sin, we sometimes feel like we've just crossed a line, that God could never love us after what we've done. Um, and in my life, I've dealt with that kind of sin and temptation, and I haven't always stayed strong. Um, and I know how it feels to think that God wants nothing to do with me. Um, and that's exactly how the enemy wants us to feel. Um, he tells us that God doesn't love us because we sin. And the Bible tells us that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, another reason uh, why we could feel distant from God is suffering. Uh, sometimes it feels like God isn't there in our lives when something bad happens. Um, and when I go through tough times. Um, for example, uh, I lost my grandfather a few years ago, um, and I started questioning God a little bit and His goodness. Um, and our feelings can also contribute to those thoughts. Um, like when life gets tough, we automatically just assume that God left us because of what we've been through. Um, but Jeremiah 17.9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And this means that we can't trust our hearts. 
uh, because they can be influenced by the culture and by the enemy. And the only real truth that we can find is God's truth. So you can't just trust my word on this, and so we're going to have to look into God's word about this. Um, so during Jesus' ministry, he met a man uh, whose life would be changed because of his interaction with Jesus. Um, so let's take a look at Luke 19, 1 through 7. He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. So people didn't like tax collectors very much because they lied and they stole more money than they were supposed to earn. Um, and Zacchaeus was no different. Uh, the Bible actually says that he was very rich because of how much money he had uh, earned or stolen. Um, and his love for money separated him from Jesus. Uh, and when he realized that, he went and he found out that Jesus was actually on his way to meet, at, meet Zacchaeus at his house uh, to eat with him. And all he had to do was just accept that. Uh, Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Of course, the Bible also talks a lot about suffering, not just sin. Uh, David, he was a man after God's own heart, the Bible says, and yet he still made a lot of bad choices. Uh, one thing led to another, and he was on the run for years because of a regrettable action that he made. Um, Psalm 10.1, which likely was written by David, states, Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? David, the chosen king of Israel, was doubting God. And another man in the Bible who faced difficult times was Joseph. Um, so he was, he was favored by his father, and he was even give, given a special coat because how, how much his father loved him. Um, and because of how much his father loved him, his brothers hated him, and they sold him um, to Egypt. And Joseph, with God's help, worked his way to um, earn favor from the people he worked for. But another person's deed caused him to be thrown in jail. Um, <clears throat> but throughout Joseph's story, the Bible constantly reminds us that God was with him um, and helped him earn his way out of jail and become second in command to Pharaoh, who was the king of Egypt. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So take a moment and just imagine that you're like an artist and you made like a huge, beautiful sculpture or a beautiful painting. Um, but imagine you're like halfway through and you just call it quits and you leave it to collect dust. You wouldn't do that, right? So God is just like that. He doesn't leave us because he's still working on us. He still has a good work that he is doing in us. 
Um, John 6, 37 says, All that the Father give to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. And one final passage that truly stood out to me uh, regarding this topic was Romans 8, 37 through 39, which says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither life, death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember that story from the beginning about my friend that moved away? Well, uh, we actually remained in contact, and even though we weren't actually talking in person, uh, it felt like we were still like having a conversation. And just like how God is never really far away, and in fact, he's not in another state. He's everywhere. And so we don't have to text him or email him. We can just pray. Um, so now that we know that God is never really distant and that we're the ones who are drifting away, you're probably asking, what do we do when we feel as though God uh, is distant? One major way to strengthen your faith is through community. Um, Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. There are people who understand what you've gone through, and they can help you carry those burdens, and they can help you get through those difficult times by helping you look in God's Word. Um, my discipleship group that I have on Sundays is a great example of how I've been able to use community to strengthen my faith and my relationship with God. Um, another great way to combat the feeling of like distance um, is searching God's word for answers and comparing his truth to the lies from the enemy. Um, so remember that verse from Jeremiah, uh, how our hearts are full of lies and that we can't trust them. Well, um, the only place that we can find uh, the real truth is in God's word where we can uh, compare his truth to the enemy's lies. Um, and so I've got another story for you. Um, uh, it's actually pretty, uh, it's from 60 years ago, but it still applies perfectly to our lives. So there's this guy and he has a dream. And in this dream, He's walking along the beach with God. And as he's walking, he just, he can see like uh, scenes of his life just flashing by. Um, and as he looks back, he sees the sets of footprints in the sand. Um, and he notices that at some parts of his life, there's only one set of footprints. Um, and he also realizes that those parts of his life were the moments where he was like at his lowest and where he went through a lot of difficult times. Um, and so he looks at God and he asks him, why did you leave me during these difficult times? Um, and God responds, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never ever during your trials and testings. When you only saw one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. This story just as this whole message does, points to the fact that God 
has always been and always will be close to us. So, as we head into another time of worship, uh, I'd like you all to think about your own lives. Um, Maybe you're experiencing the sin or suffering that just creates a barrier between you and God. Uh, Maybe you felt distant from Him, uh, more distant from Him than you used to be, and you just want to become closer. If sin uh, might be the cause of that, then all you have to do is just uh, believe and accept Christ um, and just confess your sins and you will always find forgiveness in Christ. And if you're in a time of suffering, be reminded that God will never leave you and he never has. Remember that verse from Revelation, how Jesus is at the door and he's just knocking and all we have to do is just open it. Um, All we need to do is just accept that he's there trying to be with us And we can open the door and feel the burden lifted off of our shoulders as God carries it for us. Maybe you felt distant from him because you never accepted him to begin with. Um, This is your chance to do just that. The really important truth is, if you take anything out of tonight, I would love it if you knew this. God, he didn't want us to be distant from him. And so he sent his only son to live on this earth. And one of Jesus' many names was Emmanuel which means God with us. Um, And Jesus even died for us and for our sins. And he can now live in your heart if you just confess your sins and accept him. And I just ask that, like, as we worship, that you're all in. And if you feel that burden on you, um, this area in front of the stage is a great place for you to come and be open with God. Now, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this opportunity that I've been given um, and that we've been given to praise you and to be open with you. Um, We thank you for being close to us despite our sins and feelings leading us astray. (coughs) And I pray that you would move throughout this room and let us be reminded of your presence in our lives. Amen.